leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Hey, welcome to another edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity, Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern here, live on LinkedIn, as well as live on YouTube. Um, if you're joining us from YouTube and you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe. Hit the notification button down there. That way you get notified next time we come live. If you're following us after the fact on podcast, don't forget to subscribe. Give us five stars and then... Um, share with all your friends and family. Today, we have Keza, did I pronounce that right? Casey. Yeah. Casey. Um, <laughs> I should have done that before. Um, and she has a really interesting background. She started uh, in the military doing logistics, then she became a nurse. Um, and then now she's here in cybersecurity. So we're going to follow her across her entire journey and learn some tips and tricks from her. So let, let's start about your military career. Um, what got you in, in, into first the military and or logistics? What, what aspect of that did you like? So actually, so I did my first year of college and I decided that it actually wasn't for me. So from there, I was actually in a business program. And so from there, I actually joined the military. Um, I wanted to be a medic, but they didn't have enough slots. So from there, I basically asked the recruiter, I was like, hey, so I'm going to business school. What would be the most applicable thing? Mm -hmm. And he's like, logistics. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so this is when I was young, when I was like 18. And so I was in logistics for seven years in the army, um, basically warehouse, which is SSA. Um, and so a lot of people think that logistics is supply. It is not su supply. Supply is more unit focused and mm -hmm. logistics is like it can support various units. So. I was okay. in logistics and um, yeah, so basically um, issuing items, equipment, stuff like that. And then from there, I actually got out and I went into the corporate world and I did uh, supply chain project management for a while. And like for me, it was fun and, you know, it, I, I knew what I was doing, but 
at the same time, um, a big thing for me is that I like to help others. So in that role specifically, I, I wasn't fulfilling that, I guess, that need. So mm -hmm. I actually applied for PT school originally because in the Army, I was very fit. And so I thought, okay, we'll go the PT route. So I got into a school, but after doing all my hours, I realized that it wasn't necessarily the type of um, medical care that I wanted to do. And so then that's when I transitioned into nursing. And it was kind of crazy because before I even applied for the school that I wanted to get into, it was just one school too. Um, I moved there and I was just like, okay, if this is meant to be, it's meant to be. If not, then um, I'll probably go an EMT route. So I applied and the way that I got into the school, like get, got it paid for and stuff was through the VA. So mm -hmm. literally my appointment um, and the day that I had to say that I'm going to commit to this school was the same day. And so, wow. yeah, I was like, um, admissions people, please, I have this meeting. If if I can get the, get into this VA program, then like everything's paid for. So I went to the meeting. I basically had all the paperwork laid out for my counselor and was like, hey, look, this is what I want to do. I I crossed all my T's, I dotted all my I's, it's ready to go. I just need you to sign the packet. And he's like, of course, like, I'm not going to stop you. And so then I got it and I, I literally called my counselor and I was crying. I was like, this is happening. <laughs> so then um, my nursing school is actually an accelerated program. So it's 18 months. And then after that, um, graduated, I passed my NCLEX, which is the, the nursing licensure exam. Mm -hmm. And then um, from there, I applied to, um, it's called, um, I forgot what it's called, the Star N program. There you go. It's basically a two-year apprenticeship, kind of like what I'm in. <laughs> and so um, uh, I went to the one hospital that I wanted to go to. I literally took a picture of me in with, with the, the building background. I was like, this is going to happen. And <laughs> And it happened. <laughs> so that was super exciting. Here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like to, um, I guess I'm, I'm really um, a big or supporter of like manifesting what you want. So that's kind of how I view life. And so I got there. I started initially on a med surge floor, med surge neuro floor. So mm -hmm. that's like strokes and uh, mental health patients and med surge. And then from there, I knew I wanted to be in the ER. So um, it's not really common. But for me, um, I actually was able to transition after six months into the ER, which is unspeakable. Usually you need two years of experience. And so I went to the ER and I loved it. And then uh, just a couple of personal things happened. And I quit and I quit like right before COVID. And like, it was like one month away. And so to me, I kind of felt like that was a blessing. And so from there, I didn't really know what I was going to do. And so I always was interested in, in cybersecurity, but I never knew how to get there. So I did lots of research. And so most of it was pen testing, right? That's what you see. That's what you think when um, you think about cybersecurity. And I was thinking, well, okay. I guess let's do this pen testing thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so again, I went back to the VA to see if I could either get certs or 
like a college degree. And so um, luckily I was accepted into getting a college degree instead of a certification program. And so that's how I got into WGU. And so this is like the, the real start of my journey. So I started at WGU in November of 2020. Mm -hmm. And so I had like no clue what I was doing, to be honest. <laughs> and so like my, I was, I was deciding between um, uh, the bachelor's and the master's. And so my thinking of doing the bachelor's, which is what I'm in, was because I have no idea what I was doing. And so I mm -hmm. wanted a concrete foundation. So um, I went through all their foundation classes and then I did the A plus, net plus, sec plus, and I just like progressed from there. And so, um, I was trying to apply for entry level jobs um, and I was just getting rejection, rejection, rejection. It was hard. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I posted on LinkedIn, like I think it was 100 jobs, over 100 jobs, like 60 instant rejections. And then from that time span, from like November to like May, mm -hmm. I had five interviews. And so, wow. yeah, <laughs> that was two. Um, that was, I think it was two full-time, or no, two internships, one or two uh, full-time, and then it was the apprenticeship. And so um, I didn't get the internships. I got the two um, full-time jobs, and then um, I was waiting for the, the whole apprenticeship. And so um, I kind of told the uh two jobs i was like sorry there's like you know an, a position that i feel like i would be better suited for and so um at this time it was the engagement period with smooth stack and so there there was no guarantee that you were in so that i think that was three weeks and it was like a security plus and a network plus or no a security plus and a linux I think, yeah. <laughs> and um, so I passed, and so then I got the offer, and then from there we had a couple of months of training. And well, then... before we jump into that, I, I okay. want to touch on <laughs> touch on some uh, some some of your transitions. So, oh, okay, yeah. Um, so first of all, out of the military, um, then you you went into the corporate world. You transitioned into the corporate world, and you did logistics. And how long did you do that for before you decided that it wasn't ful fulfilling enough? Three years. Three years. Wow. Yeah. That's quite, so, so it's quite a long, long time. Then you decided that you you want to give back more. Um, so you went to nursing school. Mm -hmm. And then how long did you work for as a nurse? Uh, about two years. Wow. So like <laughs> another long, like yeah. started starting a good career. Um because you made it to the ER, that's amazing. Like I know my mom's a nurse, and um, the ER is a very busy place, and they oh, don't yeah. often let inexperienced people there. So exactly. that you had you had confidence, you had uh, your your ability to jump in both legs forward and um, to pick up things really quickly. So then now you you did your uh, WGU. What were some some of the foundational classes that? that you got from that program that um, you you felt like you still wanted to do another apprenticeship versus going for that full-time role? Like most people might say, well, I would rather a full-time role than an apprenticeship where 
I, I it, it may or may not be paid depending on how it's how it's structured. Um, so, like, what, what, why was your reasoning to go uh, the smooth stack apprenticeship route? So, I, I, the big reason was well, one, this one, this apprenticeship was specifically, um, I guess, it was from WESIS and it was the Veterans Female Apprenticeship Program. So, um, like, just any veteran community right there, you know, and females together, um, I feel, I felt like that would be a good place to start just because uh, veterans and females, we all pretty much had the same challenges through any career. Um, so I felt like immediately I would fit in. And that's what happened. We are such a tight knit group. Um, so that was a, the, one, like the, one of the biggest factors. The second reason was because of the training and as, as well as uh, the placement with employers. So mm -hmm. like in apprenticeships, you're not always guaranteed placement with an employer. So that was a huge part for me as far as choosing this specific apprenticeship. And, and then why not choose one of the, the two offers that you got? I mean, you, you seem to be extremely successful in anything you try at. Here you have two full-time offers and this apprenticeship offer. Like, how did you make that decision? Uh, so I guess the biggest determining factor was the role that I have now is remote mm -hmm. and I don't really live near anything. <laughs> so that's like the big, the big uh, determining factor. And the places that I would have to go are over an hour away. Mm. So the commute time would be pretty rough. Mm -hmm. And so like those are were great positions, but at the same time, I don't, I don't think I would be able to um, manage the commute, work, and school. Oh yeah, because you're still going on with your bachelor's. Yeah. <laughs> how how much longer do you still have on that? Um. So I am currently seventy five percent done. Um. My goal is to finish in eighteen months too. I felt like that's um like a timeline in which I I can fulfill and it's not too stressful. Um. But just starting a new job, I'm kind of like uh. I have some room, I have some wiggle room because um, like, you know, that's my time constraint. There's no actual time constraint except for the VA, which they're giving me until 2023, but I plan on finishing that way before then. But you had already finished a bachelor's before that, right? For your nursing. Oh, I actually finished two. So I oh, have okay. a, <laughs> a business degree and a nursing degree. Yeah. Oh, so I know one of the things that we often see with individuals trying to break in the community is that they don't have a college degree and or a college degree that's focused on cybersecurity. And I think that's that's a misnomer. Like if you have a business degree, if you have a nursing degree, like it's most of the times the ATS system that really cares about that degree unless you're in a really competitive environment where you're looking to get someone from a specific school the fact that you completed a degree at all like okay um it, it's it's that passion it's that hunger that it you've clearly demonstrated in all your transitions <laughs> and being able to pick up everything so quickly so let, let's talk about like the the smooth stack program what were um what made that different than say going to a boot camp or um, another training? So 
I would say that the training was very focused in, I would say what is relevant in the cybersecurity industry now. So I can't really say what the curriculum is of other apprenticeships, but mm -hmm. I feel like um, they were even able to adjust based on um, various employers that um, that were potentially going to hire us. So just their their ability to adapt and 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 I guess structure things the way that our our potential role would be. So I I don't know I can't say that but about other ones. And mm -hmm. the other thing is just um I just love the support like I can't say this enough but just the support of the group like we are just so tight knit and it's just amazing. Like you can ask any of the other females and they would attest to the same thing. And um yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> well let's talk about that that what that thing you just mentioned and they tailored the program to what several of the hiring companies are looking for. I mean, that alone is extremely interesting for anyone that's looking to get a role because now you're you're getting the the, the tactical skills that you're going to use in your next role because those employers help configure that program, help change that program to meet their needs. Mm -hmm. um, what were some of the the types of companies you you don't have to say the names that that came and helped tailor the program that maybe you felt like wow this is really cool that these companies are helping to configure that those programs so <laughs> without saying the companies <laughs> you don't you, you can or you don't have to it's up to you um so hmm. so overall the program so the way it's structured, they definitely do give you a uh, foundation. So they want you to have Net Plus. Um, we had we went through Security Plus, Linux, um, scripting, um, and just a bunch of other things like uh, a brief overview of AWS, Docker, Kubernetes, stuff like that. And then, um, so I would, based on the key companies. Um, they too were part of the the what type of training would be implemented. So definitely, like any company would ask for a security plus, right? And so, like based on some of my other friends' roles, they had to learn, let's say, I don't know, AWS or based on um, based on whatever they're doing. And some other people um, had more proprietary systems, so obviously their training would be more in-house as opposed to in our apprenticeship so mm -hmm. it just it just really depends but for sure um just like the same way i chose w wgu is because of those certifications okay i mean that that's that's a that's definitely one of the things to consider when you're when you're looking to move up the ladder um but it it, it sounds like you might have also be, been doing stuff yourself what, what stuff do you do on your own to to feed that hunger for cybersecurity. <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, so <laughs> even before like starting anything, any school or anything, I was in Try Hack Me. Um, like even in events, I was doing CTFs. So even when with uh, WeSys, I, I uh, competed in the CTF 
but I was like, darn, I'm not going to make the top 10 because I used a hint, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was like, I can't figure this out, but I don't want to click on the hint. And I was on it for like a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, darn it. Um, but yeah, I was doing CTFs. And um, I guess one of the biggest things that helped me uh, determine like the route I wanted to take was because I attended a bunch of um, online events. So I, mm-hmm. I was part of like SANS events, um, DFER events, um, red team events, because I didn't know what I wanted to do in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to see um, what these different roles were about. And so um, definitely, if somebody doesn't know what they want to do, I would definitely attend events. And networking is huge too. just like informational interviews, or just reading what people post that helps too. Wow. I mean, one of the, the challenges that I often have when individuals reach out, they, they come to me with like a generic question, like, how do I break into cybersecurity? But you have been doing your own career discovery by going to the events, by trying different things and by networking. Um, when you say networking, what are some of the approaches that you used? Uh, so my first approach was kind of a shotgun, to be honest. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> like, I, I was completely new to networking and LinkedIn. And so um, I had no idea. Uh, So then I actually joined a mentorship group. And uh, so I had a mentor and and she kind of directed me. And then she's from and then from there, she's like, yeah, you can just reach out to people and and create your own mentors. And and uh, so for me, I specifically focused on the veteran community, because veteran, you know, and and all veterans are pretty much open to help you. Mm. It's just like in our DNA. Um, so I asked, I went on Veterati and um, I just looked at people who were in various companies that I wanted to be a part of. And I talked to them about their experience to breaking into cybersecurity, like their job. And, and just, I just asked a bunch of questions and that helped me a lot too. And just um, participating in, uh, so one of the ones that I participate is called uh, the key event, and that's mm-hmm. also a veteran uh, ran event. And so from there, I actually made a lot of friends, a lot of uh, mentors from there. So that's how I did it. Um, but like, there's so many ways to do it. I, I, I love it that you admit it was a shotgun approach, because I, I often feel like there's individuals that reach out, and then they never engage. They They never talk back they never share anything interesting and i mean i know one of the things that i do when someone connects is i give a little intro to me because they're just meeting me for the first time and it's amazing how many times you you don't even get any response like what made you want to connect in the first place but sometimes shy right you you seem like you're very outgoing so um oh no i'm actually really shy (laughs) you're shy you're really oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's funny um so let, let's talk about now that you've finished your apprenticeship what do you do to keep up with it like how do you keep abreast of everything that's uh happening so right now in my transition phase into the apprenticeship to a position it's kind of a little chaotic <laughs> to be honest it's just a, a lot of a lot of things going on um and on top of that is school so obviously like for me number one is is my job so making sure that i'm top of everything making sure that i'm completing the tasks that i need to complete and as far as the apprenticeship right now 
because I'm done with it, um, it's just it's more of the work side. So there's there's not much that needs to be done on the apprenticeship side. Mm -hmm. um, and then and then and then of course on top of that is school. To be honest, I've been slacking a little, <laughs> but but it's okay. It's WGU, so it's self paced. So that's okay. that's why I like it. Yeah. So how how do you how do you progress in in that self paced environment for those that might be interested in it? Uh, so for me, um, I just so it's kind of funny because even though I have all these degrees, I don't actually like school. <laughs> so I like when I had my business degree, I went to a brick and mortar structured, you know, semester school. And I mm -hmm. did not like it at all because like, depending on the subject, like I wanted to just, you know, get out of it. I just want to do all the work, get out. Um, and so this type of structure, as far as like WGU, very flexible, self-paced. Um, I like it because if I just want to blaze through a course in a day, cool, I'm done. If mm -hmm. I need a little bit more time, like, like for instance, Network Plus, I needed more time then cool, you know, but um, yeah, I just like for me, I set a goal, a realistic goal, and I just, I just finished my class then. <laughs> I love it. Go goal setting. There you go. Um, yeah. Set set that goal and, and work towards it. I, I think that's, that's the other thing that um, individuals might not do like on, on a job hunt, if you're not currently working, that's your full-time job. So mm -hmm. set goals of meeting so many people, doing so many informational interviews, going to so many virtual conferences, um, sometimes it's filling out X number of applications. Unfortunately, sometimes that's the only way to get to certain companies, but um, using using that networking approach will definitely help you bypass some of those gates and things like that. Um, so one of the things that you also mentioned was you leaned heavily on the veteran community with that built-in rapport that you have. Um, what are some, outside of Key and Vitora, what are some of the other resources that you found that have been helpful in your journey? So I heavily used the VA. Um, so specifically the, the VRE program, which is, uh, they changed the name, but it's, um, I believe, veteran rehabilitation and employment. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's for specific individuals. Um, not sure if they change the requirements, but it's 20% uh, or above disabled veterans. And so um, for me specifically, I actually use them twice. This is, it varies on a case-by-case -case, um, scenario, but I use them for nursing school and for, um, and for this program, cybersecurity program. And so they also, assist in in employment so that's that's the whole point they want to get you back into um the workforce so they help a lot with their resources um and then other veteran resources um i can't remember what it's called um but there's a lot of other resources that are connected it's like uh work for warriors uh, ju there's just a bunch of them I can't remember right now. <laughs> no, no problem, no problem. Yeah. Um, speaking of one of those events right now, uh, Boots to Books is there hosting a virtual uh, career fair right right now, um, and you can you can go over go over to that at um, bootstobooks.vfairs.com, and I'll share the link in the comments for those that are interested. Uh, they're gonna 
post similar events like this in the future if you're interested. So pay attention to them. They also help, um, Boots to Books helps a lot with resources for those that are transitioning and you might need access to a course or um, books um, as the name implies, uh, but they do a lot more. So uh, check them out. Uh, so we're approaching the end. And if I were to ask you, how would you summarize um, your entire journey into one piece of sage advice um, to give to someone following in your footsteps? What would that be? Oh, man. I would say follow your passion. It doesn't matter how old you are. Just go for it. Nice. I love it. And having that passion is definitely helpful, especially in security or in the ER, because you, you sometimes you'll be doing a lot of things. You'll be burning the, the candle on both ends, but you want to make sure that um, this is something that you love doing. Otherwise, uh, any money is not going to be worth it and you'll end up burning out. Um, so everyone, thank you very much. Um, follow um, Casey, follow myself on LinkedIn. Um, subscribe if you're viewing us on YouTube, hit that notification button, and then share this with other veterans, um, whether that's YouTube or on your favorite podcast platform. That way everyone can see her amazing story and follow it themselves. Thank you so much. In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.